listening to AFL Nation for Elders for Australian agriculture. So much to look forward to this Friday night at the MCG. The skies are blue, the lights are on, and the crowd is stretched into the back rows already, which suggests 90,000 will be here when Geelong and Collingwood's renew acquaintance. We're down on the boundary here inside the Collingwood camp with senior assistant coach Justin Lepich. Lepich, great to have you on AFL Nation. Oh, it's good to be back, Jared, again. You're looking forward to it after all the work of the off-season to actually let them rip? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, the, the pre-season time is, um, oh, it's different every year. Last year, I guess we had a lot of education and a new game plan to learn. This is very different. It was more, you know, we've got four, I guess, three starting tonight, uh, changes to our, our regular lineup. So we, we almost had to do a bit of re-education and how are those gonna, guys going to blend in to, um, to get similar results? So g give us an insight into what does change in year two as to where the focus is. And it's obviously more high end than the, the rudimentary teaching of year one. Yeah, it's a good call. I mean, we would uh, literally code up and, and vision every training session in year one because um, they're brand new concepts. And now the players know the concepts and have done them at a, a relatively high level for a, a season. It's more reminders and, and, and managing the process more than anything. And as I said before, making sure that Tom is aware of his role in it, Dan McStay, Bobby Hill, um, and making them um, up to speed in, in their parts in the roles. Leper, how will we? Uh, how do we judge Tom Mitchell's uh, performance tonight? Will it be the same role that he uh, had with Hawthorne? You've just told me that he hasn't, so I guess that's self-evident. But uh, do we do we judge him on possessions and uh, creativity, or is he going to be judged some other way by you guys? Well, we struggled in clearance last year. I think we we're 18th or 17th. On yeah. One of the two, anyway. So that's that's why he's here. Um, we'll move the ball a little bit more forward, so that he might get less possession of the sideways, backwards sort of stuff than he might have got in the past. But we still expect his clearance work to be high. I mean, I think you saw in the last game we played against the Hawks, he, I think he still had 30 possessions playing yeah. the way we wanted to play as well. So it's good. I think with every game, he'll be more relaxed in in how we go. We, we aren't a high-possession team, so, um, and look, as again, you go to any new club, we still want his strengths. That, that's the inside ball-winning uh, part yeah. of his game, and that's why he's here. Leper, you, you, you're a lover of the game. You, you watch everything. You would have watched last night, and you would have seen both teams slipping over a lot here at the MCG. Is that something you discuss with the playing group at all, only because you would have had some players that would have, wouldn't have watched much of the footy last night just because they, they don't do that in the lead-up to their own performance? Yeah, it's discussed with the players, and we know the surface has um, been a bit of a topic. Um, and look, it isn't as perfect as it always is this time of year because there's been traffic on it. So we, we know that it is probably a little shorter than it, it usually is. So, yeah, um, players are, are conscious of it. Um, they always have two pairs of boots on them. They always choose the comfort side of things first, Jono, as you know. Um, they're more worried about blisters uh, this time of the year. But, yeah, if, if it does start to tear up a little, they're going to have to change. Are you going to play Cox... On the ball, uh, sorry, uh, on the ground, along with uh, the other ruckman, or are you going to rotate him through the bench? Uh, the, the plan is to use him 50-50 tonight, um, and, and, the, and the beauty about using them 50-50, we can do things, like usually with the rucks, you'll hold them out of forward 50 stoppages yeah. and um, give them some con um, you know, con conservation of their resting, but now that we've got 50-50, we can use them to do all work, go into the forward 50, yeah. go into the defensive 50, and... And they can, um, I guess, do the full parts of the ground. Last night we saw a lot of flooding. It was uh, incredible. It was 18 v 18 in the back half and uh, 18 v 18 in the, in the reverse. Are we expecting to see the flood come back and everybody then tries to have the charge of the light brigade when they get a turnover? 
Well, you probably would have had a better view from me, but obviously from the TV you see snippets of what the game looked like. It looked very one-on-one, -on -one, and if you did get through, that, eventually it was either a repeat entry or you, you got through and had a, a one real crack at it. And if you didn't, as you said, Jared, it just sort of got planted at the other end. So the ball did still move fast, but the scoring didn't change. So but I always think this time of the year we're guessing, and, yep. um, you know, it's always chaotic and um, manic, and there's a lot of mistakes this time of the year, and there's a lot of nerves, and, and there's more errors than what there is through the middle parts of the season. So I expect to be no different tonight. Let me take you back a couple of years. You're coming off 17th and you have the year that you did. And you may have seen glimpses last preseason where you go, okay, we might make some ground, but didn't expect to make the ground that you did. But what have you seen now this preseason where you go, okay, we've had 12 months with this group and we've got a tougher draw, but how can you see the improvement coming where you can actually sustain performance against these better teams? Oh, um, yeah, I guess last season we, were, we went into the season hoping a little bit. Um, we didn't know where we'd end up. We, we, as I said, learning a game style that went from a slower-paced game style to a quicker. Um, you know, we're, we're actually getting around about 15 to 20 metres per minute more per player. So that, I know it's not a metric people don't use too often, but that's quite a lot when you play a fast-paced style. So you, you, it's easy to come in and want a game style, but the players have to be prepped for it and, and, and have the run ready for it. And we, I think this year we're better equipped in that part of it. Um, Hopefully, we're, people talk about the close losses, but there's a lot of games where we just didn't finish our work either, where we could have won by 20, 30 points and let the opposition in. So we, I think there's actually some growth in finishing off games uh, a little bit better this year for us as well. The dynamic of, of Darcy Moore as captain, Lepper, what's, uh, what, what are the early signs it looks like on a competition level that he grew into it nicely when the captains mm. all came together at headquarters? <laughs> Oh, he's a born leader. Um, he's a great modern-day leader. Some of the best captains I've seen and been involved with, like Trent and Pendles, um, they're very considered. Um, they, they get along with the whole club, not not just a handful of people. He, he ticks all the boxes that a, a good leader does, and, and not only that, he's obviously a highly competitive player and a uh, really important one for us. So um, it's, I always find it's a challenge when you're leading from the back. Um, I think with the midfield sometimes, like if you think Joel Selwood, he can put himself on the ball and turn the game. I guess Darcy doesn't have that... That, that part in his arsenal to do, but um, he's still our best option, uh, no doubt. He's different, though. He's out there wearing the Beats by Dre, whereas everyone else has, <laughs> doesn't have headset on. Uh, is he doing that? He's, don't they all do it nowadays? It's a very different world we live in now, but um, yeah, back in my day, you couldn't do stuff like that. Who's more important, Lepper, a uh, match-winning centre-half back or a match-winning centre-half forward? Uh, well, I don't even think the, the, the position of centre-half back exists anymore. Yep. You, you tend to have two keys playing in a forward 50 or defensive 50 and the guys at halfback are more runners now they're, they're such a different type of athlete um, but I, I still think a guy that can take a mark at, at important times like Tom Lynch did last night mm. I don't know if I lost you sorry and that's the difference in games yep that's fine Leppard good on you uh, good luck for tonight and for all that comes next thanks guys have a good day Justin Leppich the senior assistant coach at Collingwood He's, a, he's, he's good to talk to, Lepper, isn't he? He's very uh, informed and uh, he's uh, got a, a good phrase, uh, turn of phrase about him and uh, he lets you know things, which is good. A couple of good things to come out of that were the fact they got their players with to play more meterage. I think it was, was, yeah, was, was really interesting in, in terms of their thinking as, as players who love to go forward anyway. So it wouldn't have been a very hard sell to, to get the players to uh, to run forward. And I suppose the other thing we look at closely now with, with Collingwood is is how they actually have set Nick Dacos up after the uh, the tag in in the preseason. And, and just, just 
just, I suppose, in terms of his mental approach now and his setup as a, as a player, because he was left to his own devices in that game and didn't work through it that well. So what have they done now since that to, um, to give him the opportunity to perform at his very best? And they changed their rule as well about wearing a 35, which is nice, isn't it? They had a tradition where they mm. give 35 to the highest draftee kid, but he wanted to wear his dad's old jumper, so they've let him stay in it, which is a nice thing to change. I suppose if you're that good, you're going to change yes. for him, aren't you? <laughs> no, One of perfect. the important uh, aspects, uh, <laughs> you would have all seen this when he sent around his uh, champion data review for uh, all of us here at Fox Footy. And the, and the big change for Collingwood last year was simply the fact that uh, they went forward so much more than they did the previous year. I think they went from something like 17th to 2nd. I'm trying to get it up here as we speak. Um, and Geelong were of similar lines. And you just wonder whether or not at the end of this year, whether everybody... I mean, somebody's always going to be 18th and somebody's always going to be 1st. But as a quantum compared to their previous years, whether or not everybody now is going to go forward. It certainly looked at last night. It does rather stand out when a team's not going forward. It does. So just looking back at some of the preseason games today and watching West Coast's yep. early stages against Adelaide, and you go, oh, I hope they're not going to play like that this year. Well, I think they're trying to go forward, but they're, but they're historically and uh, intuitively, they go sideways. One of the interesting things I've uh, come up with this week, um, at least I found that interesting, is <laughs> Fremantle go go. Uh, from back half to front half, or D50 to forward 50, the six best in the competition. We can see that. We know that. They control the ball, and yet they're the slowest moving side. And that, to me, is going to be interesting to see whether slow-mo Frio become more <laughs> fast, because it's the game is going quicker, and yet, from my observation in pre-season, not much had changed. There it is, the first one of the year, slow-mo Frio. We've finally got one out here, Jared. Very nice. Jared Healy and Brad Johnson, our experts tonight on AFL Nation. This is the pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. Choose Beaumonts for 20% off floor tiles now. You're listening to AFL Nation for Elders for Australian agriculture. 